you tell well not just today it's been like every day for the last like couple <laughs> of weeks uh-huh. like not like every day but like more days than you like where things just like don't work out like I have a plan mm-hmm. and then everything I want to do fails and I don't want to be overly <laughs> dramatic because I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you're going to talk about something and I had to think about that today so I went um, oh my gosh. So I had to get some copies, like some very nice copies, flyers made. And I went okay. to Office Max because the last time I went there, they did a very good job and it didn't take long. Okay. So today I walk in in the middle, like the mid morning, like I went to the park for a walk. So yeah, it started off wrong. Like I was running late, you know, like running late because something happened I had to take care of. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so I'm late for my walk. So I go to my walk. Um, and it starts raining on me. So I'm like, okay, so I had to cut my walk in half. So I was like, I'm just going to go to office max, do what I have to do, go there. I was like, that was, you know, still like 10 o'clock or, you know, no, like 11 o'clock. Get there. There's a line and one person working. He's like, just please bear with me. Please bear with me. Blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm like, what is happening here? And then it like just so happens like one of the cast members on Little Women Atlanta was in front of me in line and uh-huh. she was so annoyed because she had to go to work at the radio station or her show and um, cause she's also oh, like a radio no. personality like that's like her real job but she's on the reality show and then okay. so she was complaining cause she had she does this apparently every morning she like gets some order that she has to get done and she was like I did it online all I'm supposed to do is just pick it up I don't understand what's the problem. Like, what is going on? And mm. and so, like, she's like, they said it was ready. And I was like, oh, well. I was like, you can't ever have no plans when you come here. Like, because you never know what's right. going on. And so we were just like, all of everybody in line was just complaining. And he, like, it was just like a whole mess. I ended up being in there for like 45 minutes, which completely, oh, no. like, and, and, I, and I left with no flyers, which was the other thing. Because he's like, what? oh no flyers so I had to come oh. back later but I had to leave because I had another meeting right. and I had to go okay. home and like all the other stuff I had planned to do could not do so it was just annoying then I went back out to do the things and still like yeah nothing, nothing. I went to five below to get a car charger because I can't find my little car charger and I usually have extras none no car chargers in the entire store like, there's, wow. like, a wall of, like, 50 of them, usually. Mm-hmm. Not one. That's and I'm like, weird. am I missing something? Am I looking, like, in the wrong place? Like, what is happening? And the girl's like, oh, yeah, we should have some. Oh, we are completely out. Like, like she was shocked. And I was like, wow. yes, you are. 
And she's like, well, we have, should I have another truck coming in today? And, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Maybe whatever. Some, like, Charger Bandit came in. <laughs> I was like, like, did someone like, it's like how me and the Spear were looking for um, like these mini apple ciders sparkling apple ciders that they sell oh, at yeah, the Dollar little, Tree. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Went to like four Dollar Trees and like they always have them. But the day that we were looking for them, like right before nothing. Valentine's Day, none of them anywhere. I, I was able out of four stores and I think she went to two. We found 11. Wow. And then like <laughs> the following, like last week she went to the Dollar Tree to buy like some bags and she takes a picture. She's like, look, it was like a shelves of apple cider. And I was like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? So like that little stuff. Oh, went to Starbucks. And I was like, there are only two things like pretty much that besides black coffee that I can drink at Starbucks. So I was like, okay, I will have the peach green tea. Oh, we are out of peach syrup. I'm like, okay. Hmm. I will have... <laughs> The pineapple matcha um, coconut drink. We mm-hmm. are out of matcha. And wow. I was like, she was like, I'm sorry. We've had problems with our trucks, you know, coming in because of the storm. The storm and I was like, yes. right. I was like, okay, Kristen, mm-hmm. don't. I was like, okay, well, those are the only two things that, you know, that I really want that you guys have. So thank you very much. And I was like, stop <laughs> being like a jerk. I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Like I did that like at least three times a day. Like I was out and about doing stuff. Uh, I was hungry. I stopped at the Panda Express drive-thru. I was like, there are literally like two things on this menu that I can have. I didn't see the picture on there, but I was like, I know that they have this every Panda Express I go to. So I'm still sitting like, yes, I will have the chow mein and the eggplant and tofu. She's like, we do not have the tofu at this store. I was like, well, thank you very much. That's the only thing I can eat here. <laughs> I'll see my way out. So I was see like, my way out. I was like, um, what is happening today? <laughs> that is the worst. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go to the post office. And then I looked up. I was like, no, you're not. Because it's 5 o'clock and the post office is closed. So you ain't go. You going home. Girl, you just so, had a day of failed attempts. So what did I do? I went to order some food at Chipotle. I was down the street. I just parked until it was like the little thing was ready, like the drive-through was ready to pick it up. Picked mm-hmm. it up, and I literally just sat in the parking lot and ate my burrito. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I felt so defeated. Just you and your sad little burrito. Me, my sad little yeah, because you know, you know, I need. It's not like my usual like snakes. Steak and carne asada. Right. It is like my sofritos, no mm-hmm. cheese, no sour cream. I was like, just me and my little pitiful <laughs> burrito and my water. I was oh like, oh my God. Hooray. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go home and start over because this ain't yeah, it. Yeah, just start. It's time to start fresh. <laughs> yeah. This ain't it. Reset. This not it. Nope. So, yeah, so that was, that was, yeah, so I just give up. That was my day, girl. It was a whole lot. So wow, that is a whole lot. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean for it to go on so long. But that like, is hilarious. Crazy. It was like it just kept. I was like, "What is happening? What is happening?" Yeah, what is really going on? Oh my god! Oh my gosh, that's Stay so funny. Home. Why did I venture out today? No. <laughs> 
Seriously, no, I, I hate every once in a while you just have those days where it's just like, okay, nope, nothing. This is the day where everything is set against me. And so, yeah, and, and it's like, it takes yeah. you a while to figure it out though, because it's like the first thing goes wrong and you're like, okay, whatever, that's done, fine, whatever. You move on to the next thing, the next thing goes wrong and you're like, really? It's probably around like the third thing that you're just like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but then I, I didn't I like pattern here. Yeah, I didn't like because I had to come home in the middle because like I was late for a meeting, and mm -hmm. then I decided to go back out and try it again because I was like, Kristen, Ooh, don't trooper. be silly, just try it again. The one thing I didn't do, like I had like a listing that is going back on the market on Wednesday, mm -hmm. and I was like, you, you know, and I was like, whatever. I was like, you know what? What I'm not going to do, because today is like a crazy day, I'm not going to go there today. I'll say that for another day, because I can't take... And I heard the mm. craziest story I have to tell you about offline, because, oh, well. you know, it's like kind of a kind of a work kind of thing, so I can't really talk about it, but girl, woo, oh. I was like, that was the craziest story I ever heard. As soon as I heard it, I was like, I got to tell somebody else's story. So I was like, what? <laughs> Oh, okay, I can hear this. Okay, very good. It is crazy. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, so. Um, very good, no bad right. day. Yeah. Very good, no bad day. I'm sorry about that. It's fine. I will talk about my my very good day when we get to Let's Get Personal. Okay, so yeah, see, so it's all about you and Let's Get Personal because I took mine up front. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's uh, go. Uh. Newsworthy. Newsworthy. Oh, there's so much stuff in the news. A lot going on over oh the my weekend. God, and even, so much. Uh, and we're recording on Monday, so there's like additional stuff. So um, where to start? I think I want to start with like the saddest thing. I'm like, move. where could that start? I know. Um, well, actually, it's a really uh, poignant uh, article by National Geographic which is less of an article and more like an artistic representation and the title of it um, is visualizing 500,000 deaths from COVID-19 in the U.S. Mm. and it's by Eve Conant, Kelsey Nowakowski and Oscar A. Santamaria and it's um, the illustrations are by Joe McKendry and this was published today February 22nd so um just the intro is the United States has reached a grim milestone, the impending moment when half a million Americans have lost their lives to the coronavirus. It's a staggering number that's painful to think about and even harder to picture. Um, so it goes on a little further, but I'm just going to go through the illustrations because that's really the the emphasis is, you know, these ink or like, yeah, kind of these ink drawings with um, different illustrations. So um it's a, it's an illustration of a uh, sand clock, you know, um, mm -hmm. sand timer. And it says there are 525,600 minutes in a year. That's one COVID-19 death per yeah, minute. Yeah, you know that because of year. rent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you do know that oh, from rent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now I've got that song in my head. I'm going to be singing it all. Now, day. yeah, for, like all week. Like that's like one of those. It's just like it's like an earworm. 600 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead. I'm so sorry. You're the worst. Okay. Um, this, is, this is a dark comedy podcast. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is Wait Till Me Every <laughs> Where I Chris starts talking about her no good, very bad day, um, and uh, not say anything else. Okay, oh, that's hilarious. Um, okay, <laughs> then, um, then it's um, it's an illustration of if you can imagine like a countryside illustration of like what looks like a train going through like a countryside like over hills and like into the distance into the horizon but when you look closely it's not a train it's caskets that are laid end to end and it says a line of 500,000 caskets laid end to end would stretch for 645 miles those coffins would reach from New York City to Indianapolis um, then there's a drawing of the um, the the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, um, kind of like an aerial drawing of the area where the memorial is. And it says it would take a wall almost nine times the length. And if you've been to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial and can picture picture it as it is, and then picture it nine times longer, um, it would take the length of nine times the length of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. to list the names of every American who died from COVID-19. The 58,318 names of those who perished in the Vietnam War are etched in the monuments black granite. So like I just like so it's just so poignant right like if you think mm. if you've ever been to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial and seen those names it feels so overwhelming to see that all those engraved names and to think um, that comparatively the, the COVID deaths are so much so much more yeah um, then it's a it's a graphic uh, rendering of just like people um, eating kind of like, you know, there's like a, a line cooks in the background and other chefs like preparing food in the front. And it says it would equal nearly all the fast food cooks in the country. In 2019, a year before the pandemic, um, there were 527, 220 cooks in the industry. Um, and um, I'm just going to, there's you know, I'm just going to skip forward to a few of them. There's a picture of your uh, city, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, not a picture, but a, again, a, a sketch drawing mm -hmm. of downtown Atlanta, Georgia. And it said it would be like losing all the inhabitants of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I saw that today and I was like, that is like the best way to kind of. Yeah. Illustrate. Yeah. Yeah. In 2019, the city. The city had a population of 488,800, so just under um, half a million. Um, and then another illustration is it would be um, as if we lost all U.S. Postal Service workers. The Postal Service had 496, 934 career employees in 2019. Um, it would equal... All the public school teachers in Indiana, Illinois, 
Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Nebraska, Kansas, and Oregon. Mm. Um, if measured in the skies, this illustration of two people sitting by a campfire looking up at the night sky, if measured in the skies, 500,000 is 100 times more than all the stars visible to the naked eye. Um, and the end of the article just says, these figures do not include tens of thousands of deaths that may have been related to the virus but were not recorded as COVID-19 deaths, such as deaths before testing became more widely available. This story originally published on February 19th, 2021. It was updated February 22nd. So, um, so yeah, so just starting off with just that headline of where we are, um, going on, you know, right at, or like right at that year mark of the beginning of the first cases that, um, were, uh, uh tested in, in, in the U S and, um, and how much, you know, I mean, how terribly far we have come, um, in this year and still counting, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just starting on a very like solemn note, um, and, and recognizing that, um, that we're, we're still very much, um, in the throes of this, um, but with definitely hope on the horizon with vaccinations and all of that. Um, but there has been a holdup thanks to the storm that everyone's been talking about. So, um, this news story out of NPR, um, Dateline February 21st by Rebecca Hersher. After days of mass outages, some Texas residents now face huge electricity bills. Did you hear about this? Say it again. Um, some Texas residents now face huge electricity bills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so as everyone's, I'm, I'm sure, already aware, Texas had a... Crazy week of uh, super co incredibly cold, unprecedented storm, um, snowstorms. And so millions of Texas residents suffered last week when a winter storm caused a statewide electrical grid failure. But those who had power, even intermittently, are also paying a price, literally. Uh, so I was listening to this on the news this morning, and I still don't totally understand what the deal is with Texas and their electricity. Like, it's all well, kinds okay. of crazy. you like, I had no, I like, I know Texas is different. They think they're a country, but I mm -hmm. had no idea that they are on a separate power grid than the rest of the country. Like, yeah, so basically, it, yeah, there's like, yeah. I guess, three. So there's like the West, and then there's the East, and then Texas. So, yeah. So to me, it's, it's basically like privatizing and just like making it very, like, people who, like, have huge stakes and wealth built on energy and power and gas and all these things are controlling, like, public utilities, which to me just doesn't seem right. Like... Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem like it. now. So, and part of it has to do. I mean, yeah. So, I think it's there's it's several reasons. One, I think for sure, what you said, like Texas still thinks that they're the Republic of Texas. So that's you're number one. Not, yeah, and, and you're not. But then number two is also just the fact that they're 
I mean, Texas definitely has parts of Texas that do get cold, like in the winter or whatever. But this level of like, you know, like this was all the way down south to like, you know, in Houston this winter, you know, like they had they had snow in places that where it never snows or where it hasn't snowed in however, you know, 100 years or whatever, you know. So um, so it was also the combination of that, that the weather in Texas typically allows for the parts that get cold to get what they need. And, the, you know, and then there's parts that never get that cold. And so the sharing of the electric, you know, this this electrical grid is not an issue. Mm. Um, so so it's a few things. So many residents face enormous bills for the electric electricity that they use during the storm residents with variable rate power plants are being hit the hardest such plants charge different prices for electricity depending on how much demand there is the more mm -hmm. demand the higher the price variable rate plants are enticing to many people because the price of electricity is often low during normal weather conditions and because it theoretically allows people to use more electricity when the price is lower, for example, by running appliances overnight. But when a winter storm caused Texas grid to all but shut down last week, the wholesale price of electricity skyrocketed. One of the most popular wholesale plans in the state is offered by the company Gritty. G-R-I-D-D-Y, gritty. As the storm moved in, the company took the extraordinary step of urging its customers to switch to a different electricity provider. But it was too late for many residents. Switching electricity companies can take days. And in the meantime, the price of electricity increased dramatically. And many my thing is, like, a lot of people didn't have power. Like, we had, like, a conference last week, that virtual uh -huh. conference that was set in Austin. And they somehow right. still, pat, you know, made it work, but they kept losing power throughout and they were like, you know, filming it. And there were people who were like trying to do it. They're like, oh, I need to go charge my devices real quick while I have power. But a lot of people didn't have power, like to even do that kind of thing. Like, how are people going to call? Right. So like, how are you going to change your plan if you can't get online? You know what I mean? Right. Like, are your <laughs> devices are dead. Devices. Yeah. yeah, if your devices are dead, like. I mean, you would have had to have had, you know, like you would have had to have catched it, catch really early. catched it. Lord Jesus, you would have had to have caught it very early on before, you know, like it, it's mm -hmm. almost in almost predictably, you know, to say, you know, so uh, gritty customers have taken to social media to post harrowing examples of electricity bills gone haywire. This is crazy. Um, so I'm looking at one bill. It says um, the the. The caption on it is updated gritty bill for 1300 square feet, heat set at 60, no laundry, no running dishwasher, no stove or oven cooking, only use the air fryer, lights off during the day, candles at night most of the time, TV on some. So how they say I used 1,772 kilowatts, for, I don't know, but it's $5,000. And then they're like a screenshot of how they came to that, how what their statement looks like online or whatever. Um, you know, so all these people with like six, you know, five thousand dollars, six thousand dollars, you know, um, which is like I can't even imagine all of a sudden going from like you know, whatever random electricity bill you normally have to like you know several times the amount so gritty laid the blame with the electric reliability council now this erc 
which is being called EROC of Texas, mm -hmm. um, or ERCOT, sorry, ERCART, is the Electric, Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which manages the vast majority of the state's grid and the Public Utility Commission of Texas. As the storm caused temperatures across the state to plummet early last week, the Utility Commission ordered ERCOT to allow prices to increase to reflect the lack of supply. As a result, electricity prices skyrocketed. The average price for electricity in Texas in the winter is about 12 cents per kilowatt hour. Um, and so Texas utility regulators allowed that price to rise to $9 per kilowatt hour from 12 See? cents to $9. See, um, this, um, you know, uh, honestly, again, like say what you want to say about government, but this is like why deregulation does work in cases of like these emergencies, like, cause we don't know how they're going to. Mm -hmm. rectify this like there's no there, you know we're gonna help we're gonna do something but what they're gonna do like we don't know like you let these you know these are deregulated you know the deregulated company you let this happen so now right. like they want their money yeah of course they, I mean that's that's what they set up like if you have it this is just isn't just electricity like this is anything if you have a, a variable rate plan you know, that you sign up in advance to say, I understand that this is my rate right now, but that depending on whatever demand, da, 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 at some point, my, this rate might change. And at which, you know, you like you you sign up for that. And so and of course, these customers signed up for that with this idea of like, you know, this isn't going to be an issue. But then it's something like this, like this freak winter storm happens. And now all of a sudden you're you're in for five thousand six thousand dollars um so uh officials for ERCOT were not immediately available for comment of course. um we uh, gritty's leaders wrote in a blog post we intend to fight this for and alongside our customers for equity and accountability to reveal why such price increases were allowed to happen as millions of texans went texans went without power on Saturday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott held an emergency meeting to discuss the exorbitant energy bills. The governor said, we have a responsibility to protect Texans from spikes in their energy bills that are a result of the severe winter weather and power outages. It's still unclear how many Texans are facing huge bills. At the Saturday meeting, a group of nine bipartisan state legislators, quote, focused on the need to quickly calculate the total cost of these energy bills and how the state can help reduce this burden. Meanwhile, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson has launched an investigation. His office is seeking documents from ERCOT, including communications between the council and electricity providers about energy pricing and our price increases during the winter storm, as well as price-related complaints that the council received from customers. Um, so there's a few, you know, the, the article goes on just to explain a little bit more just some of the ways that, like, you know, there's some advocacy around um, trying to get help for these residents who ended up with these skyrocketing prices. But yeah, it's bananas over in Texas. Like the winter storm was bad enough as it was, like everyone was dealing with mm -hmm. this level of, uh, you know, like a weather event that you're not prepared for because you live in Texas. And so you don't have you know, like you just don't have any of the things or have you ever been through anything like that? You know, like not knowing, you know, that you need to open the faucets up so that you let it leak a little bit so that your 
pipes don't freeze and you know all these things that like you don't know because that's not like anything that you ever lived through so like you're already dealing with these things you're you know you've had intermittent power or whatever and so then to find out that the power the little bit of power that you did have is ending up costing you a gazillion dollars like that's just bananas like i feel so awful for these people yeah, there was um, one point they were saying that they, um, the commission, utility commission. I, thought, I saw this and I was like, "What? Why do you have to do this?" But I guess so. The state utility commission like had to stop electric companies from turning out the lights of people who didn't pay. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was like, "What? What? Okay." Yeah, um, it's it's a whole mm-hmm. lot. It's a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so final story, because this was so crazy. Because, I, 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 you know, you and I travel a lot, and I cannot even imagine. So did you hear about the United Airlines passengers, uh, the United Airlines air, um, flight that had the uh, engine fall? Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this was in the news um, over the weekend. Um, this is from CNN, um, Datelines Today. Um, February 22nd, and this is a story by Eric Levinson. The headline is, How United Airlines Passengers Reacted When the Plane's Engine Exploded Midair. Nope. (laughs) No, thank you. I was like, what? So the loud boom was unmistakable aboard United Flight 328 just after takeoff on Saturday. Something had clearly gone very wrong. Some of the 241 people on the flight from Denver International Airport to Honolulu opened their windows to see an exposed engine spewing flames and pieces of the plane falling away. Uh, (laughs) Others closed their windows, grabbed their loved ones, and prayed. Thousands of feet below in a Denver suburb, people on the ground ran to shelter to dodge debris suddenly plummeting to the earth. The pilots, the pilots issued a mayday call and, after turning back to the airport, landed the Boeing 777-200 plane safely. Remarkably, there were no reports of injuries either in the air or on the ground. Still, interviews with pas- passengers show the incident provided a huge scare for everyone involved. Here's how those in the air and down below said they reacted during those tense, uh, those tense moments. Travis Locke, a passenger on flight 328, told CNN it was about 20 minutes after takeoff for Honolulu that he heard a boom. There was a big boom, he said, and the kind of sound you don't want to hear when you're on an airplane. Uh -uh. And I instantly put my shade up and I was pretty frightened to see that the engine on my side was missing. (laughs) No, I like cannot even I I don't even understand. He said, we were just glad we weren't over the ocean because that's where we were heading. Locke said he could sense the fear on the plane, but everyone stayed very calm. He said, a lot of people couldn't see the engine on that side, on the right side. So I was a little more freaked out because I could see it. And I knew that that was not right. <laughs> okay, Captain um, Obvious. I saw that Captain and I knew obvious. that. That was wrong. <laughs> Something ain't right. Something then there's nate fisher who heard the sound too he told cnn i thought lightning struck the plane at first then when bob brown heard the explosion he looked out his window saw the damage to the engine i'm here 
Can you hear me? Hear you. I'm I'm here. Okay, I could hear you for like a minute. Okay. Um, so then there's Bob Brown, who heard the expl- explosion. He looked out his window, saw the damage to the engine, and took out his phone to film it. Mm-mm. We looked at each other, my wife and I, held hands, and just wished our kids that we'd see them again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mike Venna was in the middle of the plane when he heard the explosion. The plane just started shuddering, and it was that way for about half an hour until the plane landed. Venna said the crew's professionalism calmed them, but he said he was still worried. There was no panic among the crew. There was no panic among the passengers, he said. I just worried about my kids because they're not with us. So they're away at school. And this is our first vacation alone in 21 years. I was like, okay, now they ain't going to ever go nowhere else. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Dan Smith of Portland, Maine, told um, CNN, initially, I think I was fairly panicked, but I think people did a good job of calming down. Brenda Doan, who was traveling with her kids, saw smoke outside the window and knew something wasn't right. She said, my daughter was sitting on the window and I was just like, don't look, let's close it up and let's just pray. (laughs) So that's what we did. We kind of just held hands and said some prayers. Uh, Danielle Thomas, who lives in Honolulu, praised the flight crew for their demeanor. I think the pilots had a huge hand in making everybody feel safe and comfortable. Uh, Troy Lewis said he felt confident they'd make it back safely. He told um, outlets, as soon as we kind of made the corner and we could see the runway, I made sure our family, we told each other we loved each other. It makes you all of a sudden remember all those things that you can easily forget. When the plane landed safely, pe- people cheered before exiting. Once back safely on land, Locke said he calmed his nerves and prepared for the rest of the journey. He said, We're having a cocktail, and yeah, we're going to try it again. We're going to try it again. The odds are with us this time. He was not alone in wanting to continue his journey. United said in a statement, A majority of the passengers have taken another United flight to Honolulu while those who did not wish to travel with us this evening were provided hotel accommodations. Um, So isn't that crazy? That is bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. And then the rest of the article is, uh, I'm not going to read it, but it's pictures and accounts of the people on the ground. Because people on the ground are like watching literally like, and like parts of an engine, parts of a wing, like all these things, like literally like a whole part of an engine that's like the size of like a car landed in somebody's front yard. Like there's a picture of that and all this other like huge debris that came like raining out of the sky from like thousands of feet up. Um, so it's so like yeah so there's the like terrified you know like accounts of the people on the ground who like had to deal with their their experience of it so um but that you know so but that got me thinking like okay first of all it's unimaginable i can't even like i it'd be so i it's everybody's nightmare obviously um in terms of you know air airplane travel um, but I was like, would you get back on the, fl- would you get on another flight? Would no, you just, like, I like, would you take get- those free accommodations 
And like, guess we are in this city now, right now. I don't know. I would not know. Really? Mm-mm. Okay. If I was with you, I would because you would talk me into it. Can't happen a second time. Come on, let's go. Um, but if I was by myself, right. um, I'll be too freaked out. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I think I would. Yeah, I would definitely be like. It, we're good like that's a, you know like it can't happen twice yeah. in a row I, know. Like, I was so, like I know exactly yeah. you, I was like yes um, <laughs> typical <laughs> Gryffindor and um yeah <laughs> I would totally be like let's just go what are we doing mm-hmm. let's get to Hawaii for god's sakes there's a Mai Tai with our name on it <laughs> I would be several Mai Tais um, with our names on it drunk the entire time like well that's fine too <laughs> I mean justifiably sure like okay do what you gotta do but let's get let's go we got a vacation to take um yeah for sure so isn't that oh my gosh I can't I cannot imagine that is so crazy so anyway I wanted to end on that story just because I was like wow this is wild um so yeah that's all i've got for newsworthy that was good okay thank you um Mm -hmm. yeah so viral vox so um a couple Uh of things um well briefly i know for me like the biggest thing was ted cruz getting caught out there you know um I didn't. I, okay, so I don't actually know what happened. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I know that. I know that something happened because <laughs> I saw a bunch of like Ted Cruz memes or whatever. But I was just like, I don't. I can't. I don't care. And I just didn't bother to like look okay, into it. Okay, so, so Raphael, Raphael, uh, Raphael. Ted Cruz's name is Raphael. Yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> Okay, stop. No. Yes. Where'd he get Ted? He started going by Ted from? when he was a teenager when they moved to um Houston. So stop yeah. it. Not Ralph. Like, cause I knew a lot of Raphael's in high school. Actually, one of one that I dated who went by like Ralph. that would make sense. But no, he went straight Ted. I don't know where Ted came from. Because Ted is short for Theodore. Right. I don't know if his middle name is Theodore. I don't think if your first name is Raphael and your last name is Cruz, <laughs> that somehow... It could be Theo- Theodore. <laughs> it's, it's, well, his middle name is the, Edward. The Spanish Theodore. His middle name is Edward. Oh. And so I had to Google that real quick. So... Ed, Ted, no, I still, you still don't get to Ted. Well, no, because Ted Ted Kennedy, wasn't his name, what was Ted Ted Kennedy, he he wasn't Edward? Okay. I I want to say he was. Oh, now I, it it is Edward, yeah. I never understood that either. So yeah, so that's I guess oh, where he got so it from. That's one of those weird ones because it's kind of like where do you get Bill from William? I do not understand that. I'm like, it just makes sense to be Will. Where does Bill come from? There's a few of those like names like that that just don't make sense. Yeah, like how do you get Dick from Richard? Oh, just so many. Um, yeah. So okay. 
Okay, so I guess we can put those all in the like nicknames are random. So. Yeah, random. So Raphael, go back to that. So Raphael. someone, because oh I'm God, like, I, I don't know how, even with masks, how you think you can just leave the state of Texas in the middle of a pandemic and a a weather catastrophe without someone noticing who you are. So Ted Cruz was at the airport. Um, with mm-hmm. his wife and his two daughters, and they were on. They were going okay. to Cancun, so he got caught. Oh, okay. Someone took pictures of him on the plane and him strolling through the airport, and started blasting. It went viral. <laughs> like uh, we're having a whole <laughs> crisis on top of another crisis here, sir. And our senator from the great state of Texas is headed to Mexico? Like, are you for real right now? Like, in the thick of it. And so, <laughs> when I tell you he got to uh, Mexico, it was like that woman who got fired while she was on the play. He got to Mexico and saw all the, like, hubbub, I guess, and did oh, no. um, what Ted Cruz does best. I was like, okay. I always wondered, like, what kind of person Ted Cruz is because you let Donald Trump talk about your wife and then you became like his biggest right. like member of his fan club for whatever reason. And I was like, so if you don't care right. about somebody talking about your wife as a man, husband, then I put nothing past yeah. you. So he put out a sure. statement like, hey, my staff is, oh, my daughters, I was being a good dad. My, I, my daughters wanted to get out of town. It's been very hard for him, for them. They wanted to get out of town uh, with some friends. So I was being a good dad and I was escorting them to Mexico and I was coming right back. And I'm like, first of all, how old are, wait, how first old are of all, his daughters? wife was there. His wife knows how to take his 10 and 12 year old with her anywhere she wants to go. Like, she probably has traveled with right. them numerous times as babies by herself. She don't need him sure. to chaperone them anywhere. So, first of all, <laughs> liar! Liar! You are the liar who lies. Like, you know, so, now you throw your kids under the bus. It was your daughter's idea to go to Cancun, because that's where every 10 and 12-year-old want to go. Um, but, like, they, right. they have to go to Cancun. And so, yeah. So then, like, that came out. People were like, really? Really, Ted? You're going to throw your children under the bus? Like, really? <laughs> and so then all of a so then the, the, this is what makes it so hilarious. Everyone kept, like, blowing the whistle on his lies. Like, lie, lie, lie. So he was like, yeah, I was coming right back. So somebody from the airline was like, um, here's his like he changed his ticket this morning. Um, he was originally coming no. back on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday, and now he was on the like no. um, the wait waiting because he flew commercial. So like he was on the like uh, wait list to um, get on the plane mm-hmm. or like a first class business class or whatever. And so so they like showed it like they straight up like. Of saying like, Mm-mm. he changed his flight wow. today. He was originally said to come back at the end of the week. <laughs> so I was like, wow, <laughs> wow. Then his wife. So one of the wives, like their neighbors, um, sent to like a newspaper 
text messages that his wife sent to like their neighbors. <gasps> no. So the, she was like, hey guys, you know, we you know, we don't have heat. It's kind of cold. We're gonna go um to Cancun and stay at the four seasons for a week. It, you guys are all welcome to come. Anybody want to come with us? Feel free to come, you know, be a you know, nice little getaway. Um, so nobody oh, responded no. to the messages. But they did send it to wow. the newspapers. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> so, yeah. So that was oh, that. Oh, my gosh. This is too And then good. the piece de resistance. The thing that I, people were like, okay, oh. now this is where they go. He going to fry on this one. So they have a little doggy, a cute little white doggy named Snowflake. There was a oh, picture of their house with Snowflake like in the window, like looking out the door. So they left the doggy at home. Oh, Snowflake doesn't get to. Uh, well, maybe Snowflake was getting like a pet. Okay, we're gonna hope somebody was coming Snowflake by. Snowflake had a pet sitter or an attendant of some kind because it just made it seem real sad yeah. that Snowflake was just left at home. In the code, in the code house, like yeah. y'all can put y'all can put Snowflake up somewhere. Like I don't know, somewhere they had generators because they had a they were at the code house, <laughs> so they're still leaving Snowflake at the right. code house. So I was like, poor Snowflake, poor Snowflake. So yeah, so of course he gets his ass back to Texas. Um, he's been on, you know, interviewed by what's his oh. name, the one on Fox News. I just don't care for. Well, there's not a lot of them, but the one that that's really gets them. Hit. I was gonna Sean say, Hannity, the one, one that's the one just you uh, care for. Oh yeah, Sean Hannity. So yeah, yours. so Sean Hannity, he did an interview, and oh, my team was this and this and that, and now he's had all these photo ops recently. Um, him like putting water mm-hmm. in people's trunk and um, serving lunch to firefighters. Um, so oh, oh my gosh. I can already see the campaign ads against him. Oh, because you know who was out there and who was doing all the photo ops as well? Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. Raising all this money (laughs) in the trenches. I mean, like, you know, Ted Cruz. I mean, you messed up, man. Yeah, they are calling for his head. They're like, resign, resign. Like, how dare you? And they're like, well, what you know? What can a senator do? I was like, not go on vacation like that. Just any. Oh my god! Like any professional. It's just the, the like, optics. Yeah, it's just the optics. Like it's just the optics. Like maybe there's not a whole lot you can can do. Maybe there is. Like you're. Just yeah, not there's really things enough, that you can. <laughs> there really is you can just be like us because it's not even about being a senator necessarily i mean it is it's it's the dual thing of you're a but senator you're a and therefore like as a texan and a citizen of your community like you can do things to help other people like it doesn't have to be in like in the name of being a senator but the fact that you're a senator means that you're like just that much more obliged right to be a good citizen so like what does that look like how do you help your neighbors how do you help your community like whatever that like there's any number of things that could fall into that um but going on vacation and taking off with your family because you can afford to certain people like everyone can't go to 
even like a whole, you know, their lights are in power out. They can't even afford to go to a hotel. Like people, some people don't have money to do that. And you have money, not just to go Mm -hmm. to a hotel, but the four seasons in another country with your whole family and then invite the other neighbors to go along with you. (laughs) Oh, that is rich. That is rich. Those text messages. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I know it's going down in the group text now because it's like, who did it? Which one of you leaked our private text messages? So I know that all went down. Oh, oh, oh. And the other thing, like the girls are in school. Mm-hmm. And so the school that they go to, the parents were pissed because they have, the school has been discouraging them for going on trips for traveling. And they're like, and there's oh, a problem right. because if yeah, and the, if there is right. a if if you do travel for whatever reason you have to travel, you need to quarantine for you know the seven days or ten days or whatever. Right. And so they're like, oh, or so they're going to quarantine, right? They're not going to come back from this vacation and just come back to school on Monday. Right. Right. Well, I would hope not. Yeah. For I sure. was like, oh my god. So yes. So were they? Is it like so? Were they trying? to tip out a notice my thing is i don't know like did they make like any effort or like was it just like no we just think this is a legit thing to do and we're just gonna get on the my thing is i feel like if you were really trying to tip out of the country like you would take a private plane and not fly commercial so right so like obviously he just didn't see anything which i don't know what's worse like (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean it's it's mind-blowing either way it's mind-blowing either way but like yeah like you didn't see anything wrong with it you thought this is cool we should just go and it didn't like occur to you how bad it would look that you're just leaving your state in the middle of like a like you said like a dual crisis that's insane oh my god i can't believe you missed i missed the united plane but you missed the whole ted cruz like yeah like I said I saw the memes and I was sort of like okay something's going on with Ted but I can't even I couldn't I couldn't yes oh my god I was like oh my god yeah so that like had me going and you know Bessie was in an uproar you know how she gets with these things so she oh that's too funny that's disgusting I can't and I was like I cannot believe he thought that that was a good idea so so yeah so that was See, this is going to be like my aside thing for Viral Vox. But honestly, this that was a lot more than there was a lot more to that than my because uh, I thought you had already heard about it than my other thing that I have for Viral Vox, which is Meek Mill. Stop it. Meek Will, Mill, who's a rapper who the only reason why I know who Meek, again, how I know any of these rappers are is about who they dated. So he dated Nicki Minaj for quite some time. He was like, her last like okay. major like boyfriend before she got married i think yeah uh-huh. so that's okay. the only reason but he's like a rapper everyone knows who meek mill is and i really don't know anything about his music so i don't know anything about it i know his yeah. name that's all I so know. he um okay i'm <laughs> I'm sorry you're sitting Oh my gosh, you are so I honest. I knew that. I was like, what's happening? What is 
so he's gone viral twice since we last recorded. So one, he got into an altercation, okay. I think in Atlanta, some show. Again, why are there still shows going on? I don't know. Like, uh, stop it, people. Um, with the little rainbow haired boy. Um, I think it's like Takashi69, uh-huh. whatever his name is, the snitch. Oh, I, yeah, I, he's a little okay. Latin boy with um, don't rainbow know anything about hair that. braids, rainbow in his hair. Nope. So they got nope. into some kind of altercation okay, and. I really don't care. But then the big thing that I was like, are you for serious? This man featured, um, kind of leaked one of his new songs, previewed one of his new songs on um, Twitter. And it mm-hmm. is just the most, um, it's just stupid. I'll just go on and read. So the name of the song is Kobe. And it features a line, which I don't even understand. That's the other thing. I was like, what is he trying to say? What does this even mean? Honey, what does this even mean? He said, it it features a line. And if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'll be another Kobe. Does he mean he's like going to commit suicide? I by guess helicopter? so. So I guess like if he ever like lacks, if he ever gets because he poor, ever, like, loses his he's going to just like right. die in a helicopter accident. Like, I don't what? understand that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why was that even? Why was that even a thing, Mikael? Why? why? No. Was that no. even a thing? And how about it wouldn't be another Kobe because you're not Kobe Bryant level. Even in your wildest dreams, you are not on his level. So people like went like, oh, I'm sure. Bananas. Because people like fussed at, um, um, People fuss at um, Vanessa Bryant for saying stuff, and that's like her man, like that's her husband. That's you know, like feel like they own Kobe, so you know. Yeah, no, that That did not go go well. well, So I can't even find like I had him like bookmarked, but I can't even find more. Like the reactions, people were pissed. People were big mad. So Meek Mill, you crazy? So yeah. Yeah, no, sir. No, sir. That would be hard. No, no all that. Hard. Nope, nope. Nope, 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 sir. So, alrighty. Very good. Well, we have a very special segment of Wait, Tell Me Everything coming up next. So, give us a second while we line up our special guest. Okay. So this is Wait, Tell Me Everything, the Wait, Tell Me Everything um, segment, um, very special segment, because we have one of our faithful listeners, Dina, in the house. Welcome, Dina. (laughs) (laughs) Dina's very Um, excited. Dina doesn't get out much. (laughs) This pandemic is real, and I'm in my house every day. Oh my gosh. Oh, so that's great. How did this happen? See, this is how um I guess easy it is to get on our podcast. Um it's, because yeah. Dina texts me and like, yo, 
if you guys are gonna talk about Married at First Sight, like tag, tag me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, sure. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Sure. <laughs> and I was because, like, great. Because the thing it. is, Andrea doesn't watch Married at First Sight. Andrea, so. come on. What is the issue? No, here's the thing. I don't have anything against it. I just, none of my streaming services have it. And I just refuse to get another streaming service. So, like, okay. it's the latest season. Um, like, Oh, you're in New has, Orleans. You must be in 11. Yeah, like, Hulu has, like, all of the seasons up until this current season. So, I can, you know, I can watch, I can talk about, well, I can, I haven't been watching, but I could watch those and I could talk about those. Like, and I only really started watching when they dropped season 10 on Netflix. I watched all of season 10. I can speak informatively about that. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, season 12 is like elusive because it's still out there in, you know, the interwebs and I would have to get like some other service. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not subscribing to another thing or adding on one more. Nope. So I I'm, I I'm, along, I'm just along for the ride. I had to add another service so that I could watch this in RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, something had to, I just had to. Because I was like, this was the craziest season. Dina, what do you think? Have you watched all of these seasons? Of what? Married at First Sight? Yeah. Of course. Okay, so (laughs) to me, I mean, there have been some horrible husbands and wives on this show. But Chris? Hello. <laughs> so now Chris is the guy that you told me about last time who's just like yes. who was like possibly like he was like apparently engaged like at mm. like somebody mm. entirely mm. different right like to begin uh-huh. with and then mm-hmm. now I he's here him. acting can you like swear on this can you swear on the podcast <laughs> yeah we swear on the podcast <laughs> and Han <laughs> swear up a storm on the podcast oh my gosh Han <laughs> we drop something Chris. every now and then but yeah yeah go ahead do what do yeah do you, yeah Dina? Do i you. call chris a kiss me ass nigga <laughs> i don't even know what that means what does that even mean so what kiss is me it? ass is so kiss me ass is you know what's with, what with the knee say you know you kiss you could kiss my ass Oh, you know, okay. So, but and when you put that West Indian dialect, uh, like, kiss me yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is horrible. Um, <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, he's horrible and, fa- and Paige is stupid. Because I want to, like, I someone did say that she can't leave at this point without, like, because they have contracts without suffering, like, a financial like liability so i'm like okay all right because i don't know why she's still there like honestly if it wasn't for that well the crazy thing is i was reading up i was doing some searching when i texted you and i was like tag me in Uh lifetime actually and i don't know if it's going to air on this but i did read it that they had lined it up for her for Paige and the ex-fiance to meet up and to talk. Oh, wow. what? Wow. Yes. So this is the girl that he was engaged he was to engaged right before to... all this started. Yeah, he was yeah, engaged like... to her. Mm-hmm. The timeline okay. just seemed real tight. 
wishy-washy. Like, I can't get, because they're like, they quarantined together. Uh, they were engaged, I guess, a few months before. Like, you know, now there's a baby. He's like, you know, they, of course, you know, had sex after the engagement broke off, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I too have done some like Googling and searching mm-hmm. and found this girl's um, Facebook page. And she was like, you know, kind of believe half of what you see and, you know, kind of, kind of all that kind of stuff. So I've also heard that she's not the one that's pregnant. It's another girl. And that's why they broke up. Oh. I can believe that. I can absolutely believe that. Like, it's like someone that she knows, too. So the, I don't know how true that is, but I'm like, that will be it. It's it, like with him and all the stuff that's come up, nothing's like unbelievable at this point. Well, you know, his engagement to that girl, my coworker, so myself and two of the coworkers, we text each other when it's on and mm-hmm. just like compare notes. And they showed the engagement video. It was a beautiful video. It was, you can tell he loves the camera. He mm-hmm. loves attention mm-hmm. on him. Um, you could definitely tell because there was no stops. It was just all the bells and whistles. It was pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like what you see, it's just like it's crazy. And I and I understand the contract thing with Paige. Like I get it because she she's making money. Right. You know, she right. has a, a job outside of this. Who knows what Chris does? Whatever. Apparently, um, he makes three or, well, according to him, four times what she makes. Right. Come on. I was like, I right. hate you so much. So, yeah, he like, yeah, okay, go on. Ugh, ugh. I mean, I just, at the thing. It, it, he goes, he plays these games with her. He plays, he what you're seeing on TV is that he plays these intellectual games with her. He's very passive aggressive. He's very displaced where he's very narcissistic as well. Oh my gosh. Um, mm-hmm. And he uses this thing where um, he knows, like he'll use the Bible and like we're married. And, and that's, I think that's a lot of what mm. age uses. Cause she is language. very like religious and so mm-hmm. he is definitely like I feel manipulating her with that he absolutely I see that that's gross because now, remember, they let's, let's, let's take it yeah the I remember I told week. you like they slept together the first night the next morning then he told her he wasn't attracted to her after sleeping with her twice oh that's and, like, right but every day time. yeah every day like he's mm-hmm. sleeping together right but there's a couple of things he did right so he hmm. one thing he said when they were packing to get ready to go and um he said to her <laughs> my god he said to her um you know i i find myself spiritually attracted to you now because you prayed for me you prayed mm-hmm. over me that's one and then when they were packing and getting ready he's like oh what you going to wear to the airport because i want you to show your body what? Oh yeah. Yes. He's, he, yeah. He, he, he so said sorry. it so. It's it's like so. It's like he uses these things, and she's like, and her thing is like she really wants this to work, and mm-hmm. she would say like, well, you know, I believe strongly in marriage because this is what the Bible says, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm not well versed in the Bible, but I'm like the bur- the Bible don't say that you need to stay in a relationship because X, Y, and Z. Well, and the whole that whole premise is blown just by 
the premise of the show. Like, right? Like, you, you were really like committed to like doing things the way the Bible, whatever, like whatever mm-hmm. you're claiming, then you wouldn't be on the show. You would just be going a traditional route, falling mm-hmm. in love with somebody, committing to them, and getting married. Like, you know, just whatever. You know, just doing it just the old-fashioned way for all intents and purposes. So it's it's too late to try to throw in like, oh, you know, whatever principle you think you had because you already bumped all that when you just married a stranger. <laughs> but I yeah. love Vincent, though. Vincent is amazing. Vincent is that boy, that your homeboy that's going to hold you down. Um, I do like Vincent. Vincent stopped... Um, uh, Chris from like going after uh, Eric. What do you think about that? So who are we talking okay. about? Eric and Virginia. Well, they're hot mess. But like that. Okay, so the women, you know, because like the 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 sexes, the husbands meet together before the marriages. The wives meet together, so they kind of like get okay. to know each other a little bit. So the women have seen how Paige was before she got married, and now after she's with Chris. And they see like mm-hmm. a difference in her. And mm-hmm. so they've all expressed concern for her. And mm-hmm. some of them in front of him. And he's kind of like, don't talk to my wife. Um, you know. To the they, other women? To the yeah. to one of the, yeah, to the other women, to the men, like men are asking, you know, he tells them all begrudgingly about the pregnant ex-fiance. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, what? And then um, he then tells him, like, not to ask them questions, ask him questions about his relationship. And, like, you know, it's disrespectful and he's, like, stay out of it, basically. Which huh. would be normal. Like, okay, yeah, give us space. Like, this is a whole lot. But he's, like, angry that everyone's concerned about Paige and no one's concerned about him. So, like, narcissist. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and so that's kind of like, I feel his reaction isn't like genuine. It's because nobody cares about how I'm feeling right now. They're all care to care about like what Paige is going through, what Paige is going through. What about me? Mm-hmm. And so him and one of the other guys got into it because he talked very disrespectfully. Mind you, she's a drunk, but he talked. <laughs> okay. Virginia is a straight up drunk. And so, Correct. wow. Yeah. He, but he was very, I felt very inappropriate with her. Like, a man should not talk to a woman in that manner, even if she was, you know, a little bit, like, intrusive or whatever he felt she was. Her husband was there. He should not have talked to her that way. I don't think he should have talked to her that mm-hmm. way. Um, I felt it was very disrespectful. When the guy stood up for his wife, he was mad. And Chris was all like, oh, we get on this bus together. They think that I'm going to, like, be cool. I'm going to uh, make a scene on the child. bus. He's a child. He straight up said, I'm going to make a scene. He said, I'm going to make wow. it hell. He's like, he made a living hell for them to get back. And I was like, why isn't the driver pulling over? Right. Because I would not be driving in this. I mean, it would go straight to like the uh, elementary school school bus. You're your mama. I'm pulling this bus over. Correct. Right. We are not doing this. Like the yelling I, and oh, yeah, go on, D. I'm sorry, I was just like, oh. I, I, I think what you said. So it wasn't all the women. So we have Clara, who reminds me of Gwen Stefani. So she looks like Gwen Stefani. That's who it is. Thank you for that. Yes, and I have to pull up the pictures. So I have to go to who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So we have Clara and we have Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now I think in that in that confrontation when they were talking to uh, 
and he was talking to Paige, I think it, it it's both people's fault to me mm-hmm. personally because there was a place where they should have stopped and Clara did stop and Clara did stop. He was like yeah. she was like, okay. But Virginia kept going, kept digging. Yeah. And to me, that borders like, you know, when it's too much. What, what white people do to be like, well, I'm going to help you in this situation. It's just like, at times you're like, you're making it worse than what it really is. Yeah. That and is it true. Was and I like, think part of her being a drunk and not having yeah. boundaries <laughs> is a part of the problem. Like you said, Clara did stop. Clara was like, okay, I'm just concerned about her. You know, but you know, whatever. Like I'm right, and she let and she let it go. And Ryan, he played the role of just like, let me just see where this goes, because he didn't interject himself in it at all. Yeah. And so when they get on the when they get on the 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 van back, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, Chris, when he went in, that was that he was being very dramatic, and it didn't have to be that way. And Paige was just like, stop, stop, stop. And he kept going and like he, he needed to know his filter. He yeah. really did because he was being definitely, definitely disrespectful. I think mm-hmm. when they came down to the dinner part, let me go back. I think yeah. Virginia is bringing Eric down, down a slippery slope. Cause I don't think Eric is that much of a, can be that much of an asshole when he's drunk, but he's being around her and he's drinking and it's just like, he's I feel he's not, yeah, him. he's not used to that level of drunk. And yeah, it's because like literally she's always drinking and he's like Every drinking time. with her. And, and he brought it up to he brought it to her attention. He was just like, I don't know if I like that you drink so much. And but I'm just like, you're following suit. And then he also said, he goes, Well, we're in Vegas. When we go back to Virginia, we're not gonna be you know, I'm not Virginia. Go back Atlanta. to Atlanta. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we go back to Atlanta, we're not, you know, we're gonna have to, you know, make some changes. And I'm like, ah. But she was like, this is what I do. Like, me and my friends go drinking. Like, this is this is what I do. Because she's much younger than he is. That like I think that's gonna be a thing. But yeah, at the dinner, that was Eric's fault. Okay, so then they after all this commotion, they go to they have a like a last dinner before they go back to Atlanta. This is the honeymoon. They're in Vegas. Uh And Chris gave some old sorry. He he apologized to everybody. For mm-hmm. not, you know, being cool and for, you mm-hmm. know, how he reacted. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then Eric and Virginia were late to the dinner. And then Eric mm-hmm. sits down, like, not even knowing what he's stepping into and, like, starts, like, I, it ain't okay. You're disrespectful to my wife and blah, blah, blah. Don't talk but to then, her. Like, but then Ryan came in and Ryan said, either Ryan or Clara, or I think Ryan, he was like, listen, they he apologized. Yes. He missed that. Um, you know, but he is all good. We're we're here. We're eating, and he he could not let it go. He continued, yeah. and it was like, dude, really? Yeah, like really? just let it lie. Like, don't walk into a dinner and like not know what's going on and just start talking. You know, like just like going in. I'm like, the man just apologized. If y'all were on time, y'all would have known. Like that, that's what happened. Correct. So, yeah. So like, yeah, Ryan mm. and Claire. I still don't know how I feel about them. But, like, I love that Ryan was, like, level-headed and, like, listen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like him and Claire just for balance sake. Like, I like them. I don't know if they're going to say I I see them staying together. I don't seem to get staying together either. I like, so, there's the other, so, the other people we have, Haley and Jacob. 
No, that is not going to work. I, I know they're not going to say it again. <laughs> but what I appreciate about Jacob is that he was being very, he was communicating how he felt, how he feels. And he was being very transparent yeah. and telling her like, you know, I don't like what you did or like what you're doing since we've had, you know, sex, you've changed. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be in this, just say it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I had, I watched it. I was like, I'm not mad at you, man. I he's like great. Jacob. He's too good for like this process. <laughs> like he's like, he's such a like a sweet little angel baby. Like, I feel like he's like, like he looks like, he's, he looks like a meathead, but he's like very like nerdy. He's like a, a little, like a yeah. little nerdy. And like you said, like very transparent, like very good at communicating like his feelings. And he was amazing. I, yeah. I sat back and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. I was like, okay, and but she couldn't do anything about it, and and I think and so she keeps saying she says this thing. Well, well I've been single for these many years, and you want me to jump into this, and I, I can't just jump into it. And he's like, I'm not telling you, you need to jump into it, but you have to be open to you need to be receptive to what we're doing, and you're not doing that. Yeah, and if I'm you didn't want to jump into something, like don't get married at first sight. Show? Why are you on this right. show? Like. <laughs> This is not season one. I don't one. understand. This it's is like, season like twelve. Yeah. Like, are yeah. you serious? Like, really? Like, right. just say you're not attracted to him, and he's a little odd. But you're a little odd too. So, like, but he owns it. He yes! owns the fact that he is odd. He loves the eighties. Like, <laughs> this is who he is. But if we look at like That's prior hilarious. seasons, I think season one. You know, the lady who does the hosting, um, oh, when they Jamie. do like the couch. Yeah. She clearly says, like, I was not attracted to my husband at the beginning. And it was clear she was mm-hmm. not attracted. She cried she was... when she saw him. <laughs> okay. She straight she up was... cried. Yeah, that was so Kathy. sad. She was like, yeah. I am not attracted. But eventually she allowed herself to get into to 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 get to know him on a different level mm-hmm. and is attracted to him they got two babies together and then the other ones from like season not i think it's season 10 is it season 10 or season 9 north carolina um and she's pregnant with their second child she wasn't attracted to him either but she did the work from the experts and like eventually end up really caring for him. And, oh, the I mean, cute like, little like, like mousy white couple, like Bobby yeah, and, and Danielle. Like, Danielle and Bobby. Was, yeah. Yes. She was not attracted to Bobby. And she did the work to really express her feelings. So she was like, she wasn't too sure. And look at them, about to have two kids. And he paid off her debt. And she could be an at-home wife. Oh, that was the thing. She loved, loved her job. She did not want to stop working. And like, what are you doing yep. now? I don't work. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Like, you know, like, whatever. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. It's great. Like, I don't know what and I was thinking. And then here we are. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And then here we are. She let. She was like, you know, I wouldn't be, I'm not attracted, but you're attracted to him now. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people are just so like, and it, it's kind of to me, it, it shows you, like, this is one of the reasons why you're still single. Like, where, where you don't necessarily have to right. be because you're not open. You're mm-hmm. not open to anything. You're not open to anything. Like, or like yeah. discovering like these people, you know, experts have been hit and miss their years, but like for whatever reason, these people think that we're a good match. Let's see why. Let's try to figure out why they think so. Like, But the, the other least. thing is not always about looks because if we look at it from like 
most people right. say like when you get in a relationship with someone and it gets like when you pass like that year mark and you really look at the person you're like you're not typically someone I will go for absolutely yeah right and then but you realize you're like okay well you know we all have a type but that type is not necessarily who we're going to be attracted to and be in relationship with and yeah. well not only that but so many times like the type that you've been trying on for size keeps not working I so should. Yeah. you need to try something different and that's what I told- because clearly yeah, you. what you thought was your type ain't your type yeah you know? they don't want <laughs> like it's, it's not right. it ain't the one. i like i brought i bring this up many times i told um bestie she was like, you know, when she, her husband now was like, you know, she's like, he's not my type. I was like, where has your type gotten you? Nowhere. Right. So it's, it's, like- I, I, I tell I'm like, you're not like this. Is yep. not, I wouldn't typically go for this person. And but it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow say, yeah. it works. I feel like most of the really great couples that I know were not into each other like that no. right off the bat mm-hmm. like they were you know they were they were friends they were like oh are they cool you know but they weren't like oh looking at each other like oh yeah, yeah. love at first sight like, like you know, little like, yeah birds it's for the most chirping. part like they took a while to like figure out like oh hey I think we actually like each other like there's something here yeah but it was it, like and I, I like honestly some of the, the couples like married couples that I know have been married for several years who have like like you know basically hashtag relationship goals mm-hmm. you know like their 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 meetup story is totally different <laughs> than you know what you would think because now it's like you see them and you're like oh clearly they're in love mm-hmm. and they're like the best you know like they're so like good at communicating and they're such like a like you know they're really like yeah great, I can think of like some like, mutual friends that we have out. like right off the bat and it's like listening yes, to girl. their like origin story is hilarious like everyone knew that they should have been together except for them they were the last people to realize that they they're the last two to realize but if you look at like (laughs) like to season season 11 right Mm -hmm. first sight you got karen and miles oh my gosh karen just wore my nerves feeling him at all and you know miles is like i want to make this work and for karen it was this age thing and he was like why are you so pent up on this and it took the pandemic or mm. dumb, but they also made a concerted effort when the cameras were off to really understand, to really get to know each other. And he was and very a, patient. A, he, um, very patient. And, <laughs> and, and, but, they, and, but they decide to like, you know, to work it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they're on the cover of um that bridal magazine. Really? Um, whole, I mean, I bought their cover. I didn't buy Imani and, and, and Woody. I got Miles and Karen because their YouTube, whoo, the way they shot it, I was like, this. Okay, I got to check that out because I love season 11. Like, I love, like, most of the couples were, like, super cute. Like, I loved Imani and Woody. Like, they were, like, they were one of those couples that were just, like, right from the bat. They're like, Yep, this 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 feels right. Oh, like, he, he <laughs> loved her. You couldn't tell him nothing because he calls her sweets. That's yeah, sweet. like from the start, he was like, "All right, he's, he's like, like that's this, that's that's who I am." She's like, she, he's like, "Yep." He's just like, "All right." So yeah, he <laughs> was gonna blow. Like if she didn't want to be with him, he was like at that define the the, the finale oh, episode. Cute. His face was like, "Yo, you don't want to be married to me." He was ready to break shit up. And she's like, oh, I'm playing. And like, cause he, he was like, yo, and he told, he was like, I feel hard for you. Like, I love you. 
And I was like, everyone, and like, you couldn't help but like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Yeah, they are adorable. It's like, yeah, they're, they're beautiful together. They're oh my gosh. Their Instagram is like amazing. <laughs> like, I love their Instagram. <laughs> Oh, I don't follow their Instagram. Oh my God. They are so, I was like, they are so stylish. Woody, Woody is like super stylish. Like, so both of them, and like, she's into fashion too. So, like, they are super stylish and their Instagram oh, yeah, they is like each other. everything. So, yeah, I was like, I love it. So, yeah. Cute. So, married at first sight. Oh my God. Oh, how we it love is, thee. Yeah. Oh, how we love thee. That's my guilty pleasure. That's how I unwind. Yeah. It, Although I want them to change the way that they like edit the show because like the first part of the show is basically a recap of the last show. And I was like, I watched the last show. Just get into it. Like it don't need to be 90 minutes. But yeah, I, I wish they would just cut like a little bit from the beginning. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm all over it. I think Vincent. It is a fascinating social experiment. Yeah. Like, I have to say. like it's just like um the the only other show that that's like this like kind of relationship show that I kind of liked just as much was the one that they only did that one season of it and we love is blind it it was on love is blind on on Netflix Netflix. and I really liked did you watch that yes and I like that (laughs) yeah I loved it because Yes, because, you know, it's like the whole, like, they don't see each other, they only talk, and that's the way they, like, decide, like, they choose based on that. Like, I was like, okay, that's a really cool concept because it's not based on looks, and, you know, again, you can't go off of your type or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just, do we connect, you know, like, in conversation, hours and hours of conversation, like, do we connect, and that's how I'm going to pick the person that, you know... Um, I decide to like be the one that I'm going to see through this process or whatever. And I was like, that's another. But there was places in those characters, they were trash. They were legit trash. Oh God, yeah. yeah. There were some awful people. I I was just like, okay, I like Lauren, dude. Like, I think they're super cute. Like, they're still together. Like, the crazy um, army girl and the frat guy, they're still together. Jesus! Wow. And, um, the I think couple... that was that was surprising, but okay. Yeah, like because I was like, she ain't got mm-hmm. no job, she ain't got no car. When she saw he had a house, like I was like, oh, she was like, she's like the Lawrence of um, Love Is Blind. Like she's like a homosexual, so <laughs> she like came up. So she, of course she's happy. Um, and who's the other? You could, you did. I mean, you yeah. saw her beginnings, right? Yeah. She's clear, like she's like I'm trash. Yeah. yeah. So she came up in like a major way. And um, the other couple that didn't get married, like they're together now. Like they, I think he like Damien and what's her name? Was she Colombian? I don't know, but she was like feisty. I cannot even remember her name anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like. But they're together still. Like they're not married, but they're together. They're not married, but they're trying. But yes, they're still in a relationship. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I love these social experiences. Yeah, I was like, this is not my life, you know. It's you know, I love it. Like it's like oh, amazing yeah. to see, and you know, because arranged marriages, I don't think they're you know necessarily a bad idea. So no, yeah. I, that's why I take like Mm-mm. it's definitely you know you this it works out 
And I think, and I think what mar- arranged marriages is like, eventually you learn to love and care for that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then would not necessarily. Yeah, be I mean, it's so many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I think it's like in the arranged marriages where, like, um, you know, it's like I think the process is so much. The people that know you the best are the ones who are going to choose your mate or whatever. And you know, I mean, obviously, like sometimes that really doesn't work. But like, there's a lot of like success mm-hmm. stories. Um, like lots of them, you know, and it's just so interesting that did you guys watch that Indian? Um, yes, was Indian matchmaking. Indian matchmaker. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I loved it and hated it at the same time. It was yes, so it horrible was hard to watch. and like amazing. Yes, at the same time, I was like, "This is all." Oh. Oh, at the horrible. same time but what was interesting was the was the, the parents because um so many of the parents of the the young people you know that were on the show like so the younger generation that were getting matched up their parents most of them or like a lot of them were like in arranged mm-hmm. marriages and all of them talked about how that how you know how they loved their you know their spouse you know mm-hmm. like they were just like yeah at first we we literally met one day and spent like an hour or two together and next thing you know next time we saw each other was our wedding like it was like that like level of a range but yeah and they're like but you know but we were we were 19 we were 18 we were 20 whatever and you know that we were all we were all each other yeah. new. so we just figured each other out and we're in you know all these years later yeah you know they're like in a 45 year yeah. marriage um so it was just interesting, like how much, you know, there was just kind of like, yeah, it worked. It worked for all these different couples, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But that guy didn't want to get married on that arranged one. He 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 said he wanted to and he had these he wanted these specific things as far as looks and like the mama's it. boy, oh, the, young, the mama's yes. boy. Yes. And he oh, like when he had boy. his like secret closet that had like a code to it and didn't want to. Show yeah, it. I was like, he I was like. Mm-mm. He was not that I was, cute. I, but, you know. No, he thought he was. Oh, you couldn't tell him. He thought nothing. He you couldn't tell him nothing. True. Yeah. No, he was. He was. He wasn't trying to get married. He was just going through the motions so that his parents would get. Yeah. So they guy. shut up. I mean, his sister. His sister was like, "You don't want to get married." But I also feel like. I also feel like he wasn't even sure what his sexual preference was. Okay, I didn't want to say that. But uh, yes. Yeah, okay, I wasn't yeah, going to say that. No, okay, I was Dina like, done said it. Dina done said you it. Done said it. So, yes, I was like, he is very, <laughs> I very much felt that he was same sex oriented. And yeah, he was just doing this because that's what was expected of him. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I got that sense as well. Mm-hmm. So. Everybody did. All right. Yes, this was fabulous. So maybe you could come back when this is all over and we can like talk about it. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. Of course. course. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye. We'll see you soon. Bye. Well, that was fun. (laughs) Yes, it was. So what else you got for Wait Tell Me Everything? Okay. Like big things. Um, real quick. Okay. Um, well, 
three. So real quick. Okay. Uh, the first, <laughs> which quick. I really don't care about, um, is Kanye and Kim are divorcing. I saw uh, that headline. I figured you'd mention it. Okay. Yeah, she filed for divorce on Friday. Uh-huh. They've been married almost seven years. Okay. Um. Yeah, and her um divorce attorney, mm-hmm. uh, Laura Wasser, very much so like made sure they did that on Friday so that it could just be in the news over the weekend and not have to do that all week. So this is going to be um something I'm sure that will be talked about for a long time. Mm, <laughs> for the yeah, I, yeah, it's gonna just be on unfolding. Yeah. So she asked for, I guess, joint custody. They have like prenups in place. So right. Yeah, this should of be course. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other so that was made official. Was like the other thing that was made official this week. Mm-hmm. Um Prince Harry and cousin Megan have officially stepped down from their posts as senior royals. Oh, I thought that wasn't official already? So, no. So, they okay. said, like, basically last year that they were going to back away from their, you know, duties. Okay. And they were going to re-examine it in a year. Oh, it's been a okay. year. And, yep, they were like, yes. So, Buckingham Palace, um, you know, this comes also after they announced that they're expecting their second child. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Okay. So, yes, that's very exciting. Yeah. Another baby. Yeah. Another baby, her rainbow baby. So that's nice. Because hmm, uh, Yeah. So, yeah, they left in March of 2020. And okay. they say that they officially would not be returning to their royal duties. So mm-hmm. as a part of stepping down, like, they still get their, you know, he's still going to be a prince because he was a mm-hmm. prince by birth. So that's never going to, he's always going to have their title. Right. That title. Um, they also still get their royal highness, um, you know, kind of, what do you call that? I can't remember. The, the HRH? The, the styling, yeah. Uh-huh. They still get that. Okay. Um, but they, he has to give up his patronages, which is basically like his um, royal charities that he's kind of like the, the patron of. So they're going to revert back to the queen. So it's the Queen's Commonwealth Trust, the Rugby Football Union, the Rugby Football League, the Royal National Theater, and the Association of Commonwealth Universities. Also, he will lose all of his honorary military appointments. Mm. from that um the thing is like he well prince andrew's daughters are very glad i'm sure that this is happening um one because they kind of got um demoted because Uh. prince charles did the whole thing about only the senior royals are going to do stuff and Uh they kind of got cut out um, from that so now because you know he's stepping down like they kind of can you know take up the le- the leftover mm-hmm. stuff okay like literally one of them already moved into like their old like <laughs> apartments <laughs> if they get oh, frog workout nice. so yeah they were like oh thank god Whew, this working yes. business was just ridiculous so yeah right interesting so mm-hmm. how does that um okay so they get to keep the styling and he gets to keep his title um they were duke and duchess of 
Sussex. So I think they Does still that keep that because they refer to them as a Duke and Duchess. Okay. So I think they still get that as well. But okay. like I said, they um, you know, they did have some other charities that they, you know, were associated with that they're still going to um keep. So like he has a personal charity that he set up um mm-hmm. in South Africa that was around HIV and AIDS, which you know is one of his mother's like mm-hmm. causes. Like he's still gonna right. be involved with that. Um, Megan okay. has like a couple of charities, one with animal welfare and one with um that has to work with, with getting women back to work or like uh-huh. providing them with a tire for career opportunities. So they're still gonna be involved in that. And his huge thing was the Invictus Games that he started. Okay. Um, which is like a Paralympic um contest for oh, service right. members. Yeah. So he's still going to do that. That's something that he started. So he's still gonna be um associated with that so um so their office says that they remain committed to their duty and service to the uk and around the world and have offered their continued support to the organizations that have represented regardless of an official role Mm -hmm. Um, we can all live a life of service service is universal Um, so yeah so there's uh, you know there's already mess being started about mm. it like you know it's come out in the UK press that Prince William is mad because they because Buckingham ha- Palace like announced it and then they responded with you know their office with you know universal you know service blah 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 mm-hmm. and he was like you don't respond to the queen statement like you don't put out a dueling statement like they said like he said some you know mm. he, it's disrespectful or something like that so okay so yes yeah, it seems like the the brothers are still um at, at at odds. Odds. yeah so that's unfortunate mm-hmm, um, it is. but i mean I but they just both chose to take in like what like i mean i always feel like there's always been the difference between the two of them absolutely um, like this is doesn't seem like it's it it's didn't come out new. of anywhere nowhere yeah yeah and it, it's it's not surprising that harry is the one who's deciding to break away you know and like yeah, you we know, don't like, need another David. Like we don't need right. another like person who's going to be the you're the going to be the next, you know, you're going to be king, you're in line to be king, like you're you're towing the line, you're doing what you're expected right. to do. I'm not going to be king. Like, I'm not gonna be king and I've people... never been as into this as you've been. Never. Like right. I'm the spare. I yeah. do just enough, like now to not get in trouble before like I did whatever I wanted to do like my right. mom yeah. died like whatever like I'm I'm not into this and like I said like he's never gonna be a king like he's number six yeah. in line like come on so it doesn't who cares like some yeah. of them so they are this is gonna be interesting they're doing a sit down with Oprah on March 7th Ooh, now that should be interesting yeah so the queen apparently is supposed to do a TV address like before that because uh-huh. it's going to be um, the Commonwealth Day or something like that. So don't know if she's going to um, mention them. She probably won't. But um, yeah, so that's going to be good. Their other interview was very good. They got a lot of flack for them. Like, ooh, nobody care about your feelings. But yeah. Right. So that there was that. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and then like again, I feel like this is like the funeral, like we have like a 
bereavement section on every episode. Mm-hmm. It's like it needs to be too much. So did you hear Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys passed away? What new? No. Yes. What? How? Yes. <sighs> I can't. I I want to say like I heard like it was a heart attack. Oh no. Uh, How old is he? 52. He literally died the day before his birthday. Oh, 52. That's nothing. Oh my god, I can't. Yeah, so I mean, we have just like lost so many people in like the hip hop world. Like these people are like so I young. Know. Like you know, like ecstasy, ecstasy died of Houdini died like not too long ago. And I was like, what? And then like the one I think we mentioned it on the show, and I can't remember I meant to mention it or and I forgot, but this one hurt me really bad. Like Shabadu, like Ozone from the break in movies died. Oh yes, I remember. Yes, I remember you posting about that. Yeah, yeah. Like I was so sad because I was obsessed with him. Like Break It and Break It Two are like literally to this day. If it comes on, I'm watching it. My favorite like guilty pleasure movies. I loved him. I thought he was so beautiful. Like as like eight year old Kristen, like his heart was heartbroken. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, I think he died from like he died from COVID. Oh, he had COVID. He thought he was recovering, doing better, and then like the next day, like, he posted. He so posted sad. on Instagram that he was feeling better finally, um, and then like died. You know what? Day. That's and just going back to COVID, <laughs> which is where we started. Um, the um, that is so common. We see that in the hospital all the time. That's like yeah. I never get excited when people are like I like stopped getting like excited when people are doing better because it's like because people get it happens all the time they're on this like upward trajectory they're like you know they're not needing as much oxygen they're feeling better they're doing better and then two days later they die Mm -hmm. and it's like and it's honestly like there's no rhyme or reason to the why behind it like like the doctors at least you know that I'm that I work with are still just sort of like, we don't understand what's happening. Like, you know, but they just tank all of a sudden. So it's awful. Ugh, so sad. Okay. So there we go. Okay. All right. Well, let's get personal then. Did you have anything other than your failed attempt days? (laughs) I mean, like things just keep, happening so I'm just <laughs> I, I girl I was like I give it I'm like <laughs> um, after we get yeah. off of this I'm going to bed I was going to do some other stuff I'm like it's kind of like I'm going to play my little games on my phone until I fall asleep the other thing I've been doing this week which mm. well this weekend I tell you like I've been watching um like <sighs> Like TV shows that like I used to watch or like old TV shows, like binge watching them and just because I know what to expect, you know, it's funny, it's light, it, you know, keeps me in good spirits. So I've been mm-hmm. watching, binge watching, like I did a couple weeks ago, the Designing Women, I did Golden Girls. Oh, <laughs> fun. Golden week. Girls is fun. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so hilarious. They're so crazy. It's I hilarious. Love- so I was like, 
love Golden Girls. And I was oh like, why gosh. was I watching this when I was like, I know, yeah. I know. I was, I forget. And there was, I remember there was somebody like in my peer group who was like, why do you watch Golden Girls? That's sort of like old people or whatever. And I was like, no, it's not. It's hilarious. And I was like they, 11. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. I also watch um, Night Court and Cheers. Like, it's, you know, totally like, watch Cheers, yes. Uh, like, it's so Night Court. Yeah, those are all my shows. Like, I don't know what it was, but like, yeah, okay. Now I think about it how they're not, like, when this was taped, like, they're not much older than we are now. Oh, yeah. And. That blows my mind. I'm that like, blows my mind. Yeah, that is what like fifty was in the eighties. Like they were like mm-hmm. they were senior citizens, and I'm just like, oh my god, crazy. oh my god, it's so crazy. But yeah, they were getting it in though. I was like, dang. Yeah, they're Ooh. they're very serious. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh lord, mm-hmm. they're okay. doing the most. They were doing okay, the most. Golden Girls. Yeah, so that's what I'm still doing, watching Golden Girls. So okay, might nice. do that until they watch me. And then I'm then you're yeah, to start mm-hmm. over tomorrow. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I had had a banner week. Um Ooh. last week on I think it was on Wednesday. Um, was sort of the peak of the week because I had both my um, the denomination for lack of a better word that I'm a part of um, featured me on the uh, their like women's Facebook page they had like a oh no it was all Tuesday actually yeah because it was they have this series for Black History Month called Transformation Tuesdays where they're um, Specifically, like the women's page is highlighting like black women preachers. So they spotlighted me in their Transformation mm-hmm. Tuesday, which is really nice. Um, and then that same day was the day that um, uh, my um, alumni magazine, <laughs> the hard copy of the alumni magazine, started hitting people's mailboxes. Um, and so I got a slew of text messages as I was like heading home because it seemed like basically everybody I know in our alumni circles like we're all checking their mailbox at the same time because apparently I was on my the article that I knew had that was coming but I didn't know was that my article was the also the cover uh, story of of the of the magazine so my face is like on the cover of the our like alumni magazine and it's like the feature article for this month's issue or this quarter it's a quarterly magazine um so that I was floored like I had no idea like I just knew that there was an article that I you know that I had interviewed for and taken pictures for but I had no idea that I was both on the front cover and the back cover um, so I was like, all these people are texting me like, oh my God, I got, I got the magazine, did all this stuff. And I was like, what? Okay. You know? And then it took me a minute because I was just like, okay, wait, is that the cover? Like people are sending me pictures of their magazine. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Like I'm, I'm confused, you know? And then of course I get home, like I'm on my way home as all these texts are coming through. And then I get home and open my mailbox and I'm staring back at myself <laughs> from the inside of my mailbox it was very very bizarre um so that was kind of cool it was like a just like I was 
it was kind of like this banner day um last week so that was a lot of fun and um what else um and then unlike you i had a perfect day on saturday i i had like um so um the, the like big like spa chain out here is Burke Williams for those anyone who's not from LA um, or California really because they're up north too but Burke Williams and I've had um, a membership to Burke Williams it's like you know massages facials the whole night anyway obviously through the pandemic they've been closed uh, or like and you know they've opened when they could open but it was always like for a very short amount of time with very limited services really hard to get in all that to say I hadn't been there for a year um, wow. this literally last last February was the last time that I took advantage of my membership and but I kept racking up membership points you know just paying my membership every month um, and so finally they're reopened now and it was really hard to get an. It's still hard to get an appointment though, because they're having to do everything at like limited capacity, you know, like they're limiting the times of treatments, you know, all that sort of stuff. To, so to get the the type of treatment you want at the times that you want at the time that you're available, it's like it's really hard. But the planets aligned, and I was able to get two appointments: one for a facial and one for an eighty-minute massage on Saturday afternoon. So it was great because they were later appointments. Like one was, the first one wasn't until three. And then, so I still like slept in on Saturday and just like had like a slow little, like, you know, very like slow moving morning, made myself breakfast, hung out with the dog and the cat, you know, read my book. And then like after a little while, I was sort of like, oh, okay, I guess I'll get dressed now to go to the spa, you know? <laughs> so, and then I went and had like this really lovely like spa day. And honestly, it's the first time um, since I've been vaccinated that I felt like um, I was like taking full advantage of like my vaccination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I haven't really like, you know, it's just sort of like, I don't know if it's like, okay, I'm going to flex my my vaccination status and just be out here, you know, like, and it's still, you know, still like super safe or whatever. They're being incredibly safe. They're taking all, I mean, the place is like impeccably clean, like the level of cleaning that they're doing like constantly is ridiculous. And then, um, and so, yeah, so it was really nice. Like it was, and it was like, Oh my gosh, my poor muscles, like my neck and my shoulders and my lower back. Like I was just like completely twisted up in knots. So it was so, so, so overdue. Um, So yeah, I, it was fantastic. Um, And just, I'm still like, I feel like my body feels so much more like even just aligned, you know? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like it was just like getting like almost like going to the chiropractor and getting an adjustment you know you feel like oh hey I'm all like straightened out now you know so um so yeah so that was um absolutely terrific I was um really really glad for that so so yeah so that was my weekend I've been watching is I have my recommendations mm-hmm. um I saw Judas and the Black Messiah okay loved it Loved it. 
really, really good. Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, am I saying his last name right? He is amazing. Like he's like I've I've liked him in everything he's been in. Like I think he's super talented, but he he pulls Fred Hampton off like ridiculous it's just it's so good like he just becomes him um in this film it's so so good so and everyone in it is great um mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield who I love mm-hmm. um and have like a big crush on he's amazing um uh, as the antagonist in the film um you got Jesse Plemons who I love I feel like he if if I feel always feel like he picks very um like anything that he's in is going to be good because he only picks certain things, you know, like he picks like well-written, well-directed, you know, like he doesn't, he's not just in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I'm talking about, right? The guy that looks like Julia Stiles. Um, oh, excuse me? Jesse Plemons? The guy that looks like Julia Stiles. Yeah, they what look like you? they could be like first cousins. Oh my god, they do. <laughs> they totally do. I never really Okay. I hate you so much for that, but go on. Mm-hmm. Right? Shut okay. up. Shut up. I hate you. Go on. Because I'm right? No, nope, anyway. because it's your turn to talk, so <laughs> that is the because only I'm reason right. why I'm encouraging you. No. <laughs> No. He absolutely looks like him and Julia Stiles were either separated at birth, Shut like up. they were like fraternal twins. Yeah. So him, he's so talented and he's really only like there's nothing that he's been in that I that I haven't liked. So I always feel like you can trust a film if he's in it or trust a show or whatever because it's like, oh, he's in it. That means that like it's gonna be outstanding. So this is totally, totally true. So if you haven't watched Judas and the Black Messiah, watch it. It's amazing. And then the other thing that I kind of binged a little bit this weekend was The Flight Attendant, also on HBO Max. It's a dark comedy. Um, and it's really good. It's really, really good. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I've got um, for, for my Let's Get Personal. Wow. Have we covered everything? I think we have and a little extra something else. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, thanks again to Dina for joining us. That was, that fun. was fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Married at First Sight is just. Yeah, uh, it's it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whew. Okay. All right. Well, you're getting this episode a little bit late on Monday, but you're getting it on Monday. Um, And we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us, listening Mm -hmm. audience. Bye. Bye. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at WaitTellMePod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at WaitTellMeEverything at gmail.com.